and here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Hey there, and welcome to the Hawk Fanatic Mailbag Podcast. It is Tuesday, December the 26th, a little before 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Gearing up for the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, uh, Bowling Green in Minnesota. Get us resumed with bowl play today. Uh, I think there are three three games, at least three bowl games today, uh, if not more. But uh, pretty much the rest of the week, uh, we will see bowl games. I'll pull them up here. I know Minnesota is the first of the Big Ten teams to get uh, their postseason started. Uh, yes, that is a one o'clock central game on uh, ESPN. The Quick Lane Bowl. Minnesota is a three-point favorite in that one, and uh, they are five and seven. Uh, they got in via the uh, the graduation rates. That's how they decide if they have an opening for teams that are under five hundred. They, they uh, go down the list for graduation rates. So good on. P.J. Fleck and the Gophers for doing well academically and being rewarded with a bowl game in Detroit the day after Christmas. Um, And then the rest today is Texas State and Rice in the first responder bowl. And then the nightcap is the guaranteed rate bowl, which is Kansas against UNLV. And these are all on ESPN. Uh, Other Big Ten bowl games this week. Thursday, one fifteen. I'm glad they moved this bowl game to the daytime. It was freezing when Iowa played there. The pinstripe bowl will be Rutgers and Miami. That is Thursday at 1 p.m. Other Big Ten games. Uh, for those that will want to watch, you have uh, Iowa State and Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, and that's Friday, 2.30 in the afternoon. Some good bowl games as the week gets on. Uh, Friday, we get the, uh, the primetime game, Missouri and Ohio State. I don't know who's going to be playing in that game for either one of those teams. A lot of opt-outs. Uh, Saturday's a big day for bowl games. You've got, uh, Penn State and Mississippi in the Peach, Maryland and Auburn in the Music City. Wisconsin and LSU is on Monday. They start the, uh, the ReliaQuest, formerly the Outback Bowl. It should always be the Outback Bowl. That is uh, a week, a week from yesterday. So, the New Year's New Year's Day games, which includes Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan. Um, that's who's left. Actually, Northwestern won. Oh, I forgot that Northwestern already played its bowl game and won. So, Big Ten is one and zero. Minnesota beats Bowling Green today. Goes to two and zero. Excuse me, coffee sip. Um, Quiet week, though, overall for Iowa athletics till the weekend. Uh, I think the Soldier Salute for wrestling is at Extreme Arena uh, this coming weekend. Uh, Then you also have, obviously, uh, the Iowa men play Friday night. That's a 6 o'clock game against Northern Illinois at Carver. And then the women uh, get back into Big Ten play 
with a game on Saturday, a matinee at Carver Hawkeye Arena with Minnesota. Um, that game is sold out, as are all the home games for the women this year. So you'll need to hop into the secondary market or have good friends that are maybe down at the bowl game and don't aren't using their uh, season tickets or tickets they have for Saturday's game uh, that could get you in. Because Big Ten games will be hard to come by when it comes to tickets. I know they've been somewhat available for the non-conference games on the secondary market and through friends. But as the Big Ten rolls around, those tickets are going to be a lot harder to get to see Caitlin Clark in what could be her final uh, games at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. So um, she has a decision to make. Uh, Don't really have a feel either way which way she's leaning, but – in my humble opinion, I think she needs a bigger challenge uh, than what she's getting right now in college basketball, but who knows? She's making a lot of money, so that's not a factor. Be dependent on her and what she wants to do. She's uh, been in college for four years, uh, graduated, all that stuff, so uh, could be her time to move on. So if you get a chance to get out and watch her at Carver this year or somewhere else, most of the road games are selling out now too, so going to have to get on that if you want to see her. Uh, guaranteed to see her before her college career is up. And uh, don't have a ton of questions from you guys today, which makes sense as I sent out the solicitation tweet um, last night on Christmas. And you guys were probably all in a food coma by that point. Uh, But I wanted to roll with this and keep us on schedule because we have other podcasts that take up the other days of the week. And we like to spread them out so you have a Hawk-centric podcast each day of the week. Uh, We'll start with D. Freem, California Hawkeye. He got in just after the the bell last week. So this is from December 19th, which was a week ago today, the last time we recorded the Mailbag podcast. And good time for the PSA on that. Use the hashtag HFMail anytime during the week, and I will go back to where I left off on the previous Mailbag podcast and pick up with the first question that has been unanswered, and that is D. Freen. Do you have any current info on Ava Jones? How is she doing has she been able to be with the team at the games? Is she doing any basketball-related stuff? She is with the team, and she does get to go to the games, and she is uh, a member of the team. And that was uh, Lisa Bluter following through after the tragic accident. I believe it was in Louisville with Ava Jones and her family at an AAU basketball tournament. She is a current freshman. For those that don't know, she's in the freshman class Enrolled, taking classes at Iowa, and still going through rehabilitation. Uh, her injuries were severe, major injuries, uh, and it's, she knew from the start it was going to be a really, really tough challenge to get back to be able to to get to play at this level. We talked about you know Caitlin Clark a few minutes ago going out there and playing. Obviously, Caitlin, Caitlin's the extreme level of talent at this level but there's talent all over the place and you have to you have to be prepared and physically able and she hasn't Ava hasn't even really been a part of an organized basketball game in a couple of years so it's going to be a process it's going to be um difficult for her she knows that what she's done so far in rehabilitation has been amazing and the point where she's gotten to now has been amazing considering her injuries 
Uh, and I just, I get the feeling from, <clears throat> from Lisa and Jan and the rest of the coaches, they're just going to let this play out and see where it goes and let her take this on her own timeline and get back if she's able. Uh, if not, she's a part of the team and she contribute, can contribute in other ways. Um, and I, I would assume, and in some of the, her teammates that I've talked to, her rehabilitation and her drive to get back is inspirational, right? So when her teammates see that and they're, you know, bitching and moaning about, you know, the practice running long or, um, you know, having to practice, you know, every day of the week with games and all that, and they get tired, they can always look at Ava on the side working just to get back on the court and, uh, maybe have a, a greater appreciation for the position that they're in. So as always, we wish Ava the best in her journey back. And, uh, she's been through a lot and we, and what she's been through has, uh, made her a heck of a lot stronger. And as I said, an inspiration for a lot of folks, not just in the basketball world. So we wish her the best and hopefully someday we get to see her run out there in the black and gold. I have a feeling that's going to happen one way, shape or form before her time is up here. And uh, that will be, that will be a, a tissue moment. Get, get your uh, Kleenex out for that one. Coffee sip. Uh, Drake Timbers, who has now changed his um, Twitter X tagline to it's over 2020 aliens will take our moon. Uh, Drake is a little out there existential if you're unfamiliar uh, with his stylings here on the Mailbag podcast, but he is a regular and valued contributor. Uh and his question is from December 20th, which would have been last Wednesday. If Tyrone Tracy is ever honorary captain at Iowa, will it be surprising like how Starship Troopers, the movie, I'm, you lost me already, Drake, I've not seen that movie, passes the pro-feminist Bechtel test, a test that asks whether a work features at least two female characters who have a conversation about something other than a man. Um, again, I don't dive too deeply into these. I, I kind of just float the questions and comments out there and let you guys uh, marinate in them and take it wherever you like uh, with the Drake Timber questions. Um, wish Tyrone the best, though, in all seriousness. He's going to give it a go uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think he had a year left, uh, the COVID year left at Purdue, but he chose to move on and take his shot at the NFL and we wish him the best. He had his best season this last year when he was finally used the way he was asking to be used here when he was at Iowa, which is in his own words, as a Swiss army knife, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. And they used him at running back this year. And then off of that, the ability to throw the ball to him because he's played receiver and it's, similar to what he how he was utilized when he was in high school uh in the Indianapolis area uh the coaches there used him all over the field uh and he has that skill set where he's uh you try to get him in uh mismatches with defenders uh and let his playmaking ability um shine and Purdue was able to do that this year and he had a really good year and 
you know, maybe it just, as I like to say, as we get towards uh, the end of the college football season and move into uh, NFL pre-draft time, it just takes one NFL, one NFL team to like you and see uh, a vision for you in their program and their franchise on how to use you. Um, and that's really what he needs. And he'll, he'll test well. He'll test well in the postseason and uh, draft prep and all that stuff. So wish Tyrone the best. He was a very integral part of the Iowa pro- program back in 2020 during uh, the racial bias findings in the program. Tyrone was uh, one of the uh, most uh, outspoken and um, I think influential players on the team when it came to uh, moving the program forward and trying to recover from that. Tyrone was very important in that role and uh, beloved by his teammates, uh, not only at Iowa, but at Purdue as well. So wish him the best uh, in his pursuit of his dream of playing in the NFL. Uh, Trip Manfro has a lot of questions for me today. Um, these were uh, from December 22nd. So would have been Friday, I believe. Um, and then he comes back again a few other times throughout the week. And again, y'all can do that whenever you like. Uh, hashtag HF mail. You can pop in on my feed whenever. And I'll go back, find where I left off the previous week and uh, jump back in and start where the first question is that I had not answered. Uh, Trip asks, Watching the Maryland at UCLA men's basketball game reminds me, are you guys ready for Bill Walton on Big Ten Network in 49 weeks? Uh, I don't know if Bill will be on the Big Ten Network. Is he part of that? Um, It'll be interesting with Bill Walton because he's an ESPN employee and the Big Ten basketball will not be on ESPN any longer for the most part. I think it'll be on uh, maybe when they're playing road games, non-conference road games, I think they can still appear on ESPN. But for the home and the the, the uh, competitions that the Big Ten owns the rights to, broadcasting-wise, um, that's worded goofy, but I think you get what I mean. Those are going to be on Fox and the Big Ten Network, which is owned by Fox. So... Bill Walton would have to change networks, right, to be on the Big Ten Network and ESPN? I don't know. Um, I guess there are some guys that do the Big Ten Network and ESPN as well or have in the past. I'm not sure how that works, but another coffee sip. Excuse me. I need a lot more coffee this morning. Uh, But he would be a great addition. And uh, for the uninitiated and folks that are not familiar with Bill Walton, he is a – he is an experience in in of himself during broadcasts. Uh, they have a tendency to meander and wander and drift, uh, but always entertaining. No doubt about that. Uh, Trip comes back with another here, and this is also from last Friday. Have the Cheese It Bowl swag bag details been released? Fancy hat and watch, Nike gym bag with twelve boxes of assorted Cheese It boxes. Yeah, I'm. For me, Trip, I'm definitely an original Cheez-It. I don't like the flavors as much. Um, I like the original Cheez-It brand Cheez-It. I do like the Parmesan Goldfish. I, I would lean towards those over the original Goldfish. But in terms of Cheez-Its, I like your standard 
regular cheese it maybe reduced fat they don't taste any different than the ones with the fat and i don't need the extra fat so i'll i'll defer in that way at times but i definitely will stay with the regular cheese cheeses as far as the gifts that the players are getting i have not heard um about the cheese it gifts i would imagine they'll be pretty good uh that bowl the uh citrus bowl is one of the higher end if not the highest end non playoff non new year's six bowl it's right there i mean it's noon on new year's day it's in a prime spot um so a lot of money involved there so i would certainly feel like the the players are in positioned well to get a good swag bag if you will let's see uh, bowl swag I'm sure you probably have Googled this. Um, let's see. I'm looking here. This is not great. Uh, here's what each band. All right. Oh, that's from four years ago. How come people don't do these stories anymore? This is this seems like a layup for a lot of um, good traffic for your uh, bowl games to put out there what breaking the fine. This is from 2021. Yeah. You set me on a wild goose chase here. Um, yeah. I don't see anything. seems like they stopped doing stories on these trip. Why did they stop doing swag bag stories? Any idea? Um, yeah. I don't see anything recently. So nothing. Maybe we'll get more information as the week goes on and those guys get down there and, who knows, Put maybe put some of that out on social media. But I don't have anything good for you on that. Um, it's a good question. Um, I'm sure the guys will be taken care of pretty well. But uh, I don't know for sure what they're going to be getting. All right. Let's see here. Do I want to take my break now? Yeah, we should probably take a break now. Let's take a break now because we don't have a lot of questions. So I try to get this around the middle of the podcast. And uh, this may be the middle. We're about 15 minutes in. I don't have a ton more here. But uh, support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That is S-U-I. Dot org. Thank you to Systems Unlimited for the great work they've been doing in the community for over half a century and also for their support of our podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Hear from a few more of our sponsors now, and I'll be back on the other side with more of your questions on the Hawk Fanatic Mailbag Podcast. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Hi, this is AJ Perez, managing partner at Deary Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Waukee and Iowa City. I'm so proud of our team at both locations. We are committed to one thing, giving our customers the absolute best when it comes to service and a car buying experience, the kind of experience that brings you back. What makes us different? We believe at Deary, we don't just sell cars, we help people buy them. 
Do you need a great electrical contractor or fire and water restoration specialist? Well, contact Lance Bolin at LB Electric and LJ Construction in North Liberty. Lance has served the corridor for many years and is ready to help you. Call Lance Bolin at 319-640-1116. That's 319-640-1116. Or visit LJ underscore construction on Instagram for licensed and insured electrical work, fire and water restoration, and remodeling. Straight from the man cave, Kinnick under the kitchen. Authentic, original player artwork is being drawn up for Hawkeye fans everywhere. Locally made prints of stars wearing the black and gold from the past, present, and future. How about current Hawkeye superstars, Cooper DeGene and Tori Taylor? Legends of the past like Jack Campbell, Spencer Lee, and Tim Dwight. Plus future phenoms like Aaron Graves. There are so many options available. They make great gifts and your purchase benefits the Hawkeye athletes wearing the black and gold. Visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook or at Under the Kitchen's new website. That's underthekitchen.square.site. Again, that's underthekitchen.square.site. Check out Under the Kitchen today and get your authentic, original Hawkeye print. And we are back. Thank you for hanging in there through the break. And we appreciate that. And we appreciate our sponsors for the support of the podcast. Allows us to bring you these podcasts free of charge. No Patreon. As soon as we're done recording, we post them and you can listen to them right away. Um, So, and that is due to the sponsors that we get on here. And we appreciate them very much. Thank you, everybody here for listening as well. And sending in questions, and we have another one from Trip, and this one is from the twenty fourth. He sent, he thought enough to send out one on Christmas Eve. Uh, and Trip writes, "Should the Big Ten make the Holiday Bowl two thousand twenty four and beyond a priority bowl acquisition?" Yeah, I would like to see the Holiday Bowl back now that it's out of that awful stadium. When we went out there, that was at that. Paul Com or Jack Murphy, whatever it was called at the time, was just, I'm surprised that it passed inspection, really. I mean, there were some stuff going on when I was walking around underneath the stands and stuff to get to the photography room and then back on the field that I was like, woo, this place needs to come down. And it has since been demolished, and they built a new stadium there for San Diego State. Uh, it's a smaller stadium. Um, and so that's the one question you would have. Is it a big enough stadium? Um, let me look up what, what that holds. Uh, San Diego. I'm doing a lot of this today. Sorry. A lot of, uh, a lot of Googling. Probably should do this stuff before I start recruit. Uh, it's Snapdragon Stadium and it holds 35,000. Uh, I think that would be fine for a bowl game. Uh, a lot of empty seats usually in bowl games anyway. Uh, and this place is beautiful. Uh, you check out the the photos online. It's just a really beautiful stadium, and, and it looks like uh, it would be a great venue for a bowl game. And and they do have the Holiday Bowl there now. I don't know when that's played. Um, has that been played yet? It's usually middle of the – holidays usually that week so i'm not sure but i would love to have the holiday bowl back trip uh if i was looking at other uh if you go down with what the big 10 has right now 
you've got Las Vegas on the 23rd. That was played, and that was Northwestern's win. Um, then you have the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. That's today. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is in Phoenix at Chase Field, where the, excuse me, the Diamondbacks play. Then you have the Pinstripe Bowl in Bronx. Uh, that is Thursday, December 28th. The Music City Bowl is December 30th in Nashville. Then we talked about the Relia Quest Bowl, which formerly known as the Outback Bowl, and that's in Tampa. Uh, Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Um, then the Orange Bowl. That those the Orange Bowl, I think, kind of varies with uh, the Big Ten. If I if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's an alternate thing. Notre Dame figures into the mix too, but it's definitely in the rotation for the Big Ten. But that's not a not a vast amount of locations for the Big Ten. So you have to figure they will start to expand that a little bit more when they have four more teams coming in next year. So if you're asking me, I I think the Holiday Bowl – San Diego is a wonderful location. I would also try to get the Alamo Bowl back. I know if you're an Iowa fan that's been to the Alamo Bowl, I, I'm, I'm guessing you'd probably agree with me. It's a great bowl location, great city. Uh, everything's really, you know, from a logistical standpoint, really easy to navigate the city, the the game itself. The Alamo Dome is really easy to get into uh, and out of. It's just you can even – it's so close to the downtown and a lot of the uh, lodging in San Antonio that you can walk to the Alamo Bowl um, from certain locations. I'm trying to remember. I think we I, I've covered covered an, an Alamo Bowl there or two, and then I also covered the um, the All High School All American game back in 2009 or 2010 when I used to work at the now defunct Scout. Uh, when, that was when A.J. Derby, C.J. Fedorowicz, and Andrew Donnell uh, were uh, U.S. Army All-Americans and Iowa commitments. So they sent me down to that game. It was a cool experience. But again, the times I've spent there, great city. Coffee mm-hmm. sip. But, uh, yeah, I know they've uh, they've stretched. I think the, the Vegas – Bowl is kind of is it the the Mayo Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Vegas Bowl kind of split? Uh, they alternate, and I think that happens also maybe with the Music City Bowl. There's some altern alternating with that game as well with the Big Ten. But I think that's probably something we're going to hear uh, within the next year with all the conference, you know, the movement with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC and the other Pac-12 teams. Or yeah, Pac, Pac ten, Pac twelve, whatever, going to uh, the Big Twelve and the ACC. All that movement, I think, is going to uh, alter some of the bowl games. And uh, this would be a really good time, uh, as you mentioned, trip to kind of reevaluate right what the bowl partnerships are for the Big Ten and. Uh, Get get everybody get the best locations for fans. Uh, I like Vegas. I think that one should stay. Um, but now with uh, there used to be the one in San Francisco, the Red Box Bowl, uh, and then the Foster Farms Bowl. Maybe it was after that. I, I forget all the sponsorships, but I think with 
you know, you have the pinstripe bowl as kind of your East Coast bowl. The holiday bowl would make a ton of sense as the opposite end of that for your teams that are out on the West Coast. Um, so I think the Alamo Bowl will be a little bit harder to get because of all the Big 12 affiliations, but it's worth a shot. That bowl's definitely worth a shot. Um, couple from Dan Brockett at Freakademic on Twitter. Um, or maybe this is just one question broken up. How much can players develop or to what point can they develop without real playing time on offense or defense? Context. I'm wondering if the return of Castro, Higgins, Jackson, Harris, and Schulte would put us in the same place next year or we'd be better prepared or possibly in even more of a low point as I think we'll lose McNamara, much of our offensive line, et cetera, so we could end up with big drop-offs on both sides. I don't think that's as um, much of a worry now, Dan, as it used to be because of the transfer portal, um, I think you roster management overall now is just way, way, way more complicated than it's ever been. But I also think there are some advantages to it. And if you bring back those defensive guys, whether five guys on defense that they want back, uh, I guess Cooper would be the sixth. Um, that would be awesome. Right. And I do think you're going to have guys that are behind those guys, players on the depth chart behind those guys that will develop. Now, it's not linear. Guys develop at different rates, different times. It's hard to say and put your finger on that. And a lot of times the coaches don't even know. Guys just, boom, they figure it out. The light goes on and boom, they they take off and they're ready to contribute. There are, you know, we have examples of that. I'm, I always cite Michael Ojemudi and Bradley Fletcher as guys that didn't really play until they were juniors and seniors. In Fletcher's case, I don't think he was a starter until he was a senior uh, and ended up being all Big Ten. So you just look at Jay H- Higgins this year. He kind of waited his time behind Jack Campbell. Jack goes to the NFL. Boom, Jay comes in, leads the Big Ten in tackles, right? I think he may – he's up there in the – does he lead the country? I don't know. I lose track of that stuff. But anyway, one of the, the country's top tacklers. We'll frame it that way. Um so you just you never know what's happening behind the scenes. We don't get we're not privy to practice. We're not you know we get limited information about how guys are developing. Um, but really, to me, um, and I'm not trying to take your question to a different spot. I'm just saying that it would be awesome to have all of those guys back: Castro, Higgins, Jackson, Harris, Schulte, even Cooper DeGene. You get all six of those guys back on your defense. Man, the defense is going to be awesome. Well, you know what? The defense was awesome this year. It was incredible. How much better can it get? It can certainly get better, but how much better? I, I just, it's, I, I don't think there's a lot of room until you hit the ceiling. The problems for this team are on offense. And we're not talking about guys coming back on offense other than Cade McNamara. I think you have an opportunity for Luke Lachey to come back because I'm not sure what his NFL status is after his injury. I think he had a chance to be a top two round pick had he completed this season. He was on his way. Eric All, similar situation. These guys are coming off major injuries. So is the NFL what's the how does the NFL view that? It's hard to say, right? We don't know. Um but Cade McNamara, obviously he's coming back. What's his health going to be like next year? To me, and 
Who does Kirk hire as the offensive coordinator? I've gotten to the point now where, and maybe this is dangerous, but I'm going to, unless proven differently or proven wrong, I'm going to expect that the Iowa's defense is going to be really good. As good as this year? Not every year, but they're going to be really good. You think about what Iowa lost from the previous defense. We talked about Jack Campbell. Talked about Kayvon Merriweather, Riley Moss. Um, go down the list. Um, who they lose? Uh, Lucas Van Ness. They had two first round picks on defense, and maybe we're better this year on defense. That gives you an idea that Iowa can reload on defense. And if they need a piece, they go in the portal and get a Nick Jackson to fill in. I'm not worried about that. I think they'll figure that out. And Phil Parker has a knack for leaning on his best players and figuring out how to put them in position to succeed. Now Iowa needs to figure out how to do that on offense. And that's the, you know, we've heard it, you know, how many years now, two, three years during the off season about how it's going to be better. If you're still buying that, I don't know what to tell you. It's definitely, you got to show me on the field and Cade was not healthy from the jump, but when he was in there, he was not effective. And neither was this offense. And that was when they had healthy players. So that's where the concern lies. Um, And to your point, Dan, I think if you think about guys on defense behind the guys you mentioned, getting better, you have to hope that this offensive line takes a step forward next year. Um, Maybe some of the young receivers emerge in the last couple classes. You have to get an influx of talent and development on offense, or it's not going to matter who comes back on defense. Iowa had one of the best defenses and punters in the country this year. And still you saw when they played Penn state and they played Michigan, it was not good because there's just nothing there offensively. Um, As good as the defense is, it can only hold up for so long. So the problems are obvious right now. It's just a matter of, can they be solved? They haven't been the last few off seasons the big time right now with the offensive coordinator job needing to be filled and the recovery of some injured players on that side of the ball. And then what are you adding on that side of the ball? That's really the story of the off season for me is what is Iowa doing to make sure that the offense can be a legit complementary piece to the other phases of what they're doing? Because I'm not saying Iowa was lucky this year, but it had a favorable schedule and won a lot of close games, toss up coin flip games. And those it's hard to do that every year. So, and the schedule gets tougher in 2024. So I'm not trying to be negative Nancy or any of that stuff, but I think it's pretty obvious that Iowa's offense needs to take a significant step forward for this program to maintain where it's been. Trip's got a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Um, who decides what color uniforms to wear for home and road men's basketball, women's basketball games? So I don't know. I haven't had um, any recent discussions on this. I don't know how many years it's been since I asked this question or uh, found out how, you know, how it was decided. It's usually the player's. The coaches stay out of it. The players are the ones who decide who what they wear. And it's usually the captains 
there's been times where they rotate it through the captains or the seniors um, to get different choices or they come together as a group and decide. Um, but I think in their mind, they kind of know when they want to wear the gold, right? The gold uh, script, th- those seem to be the favorite uniforms of people, uh, the fans and the players, those gold script, script uniforms. And then you have uh, the black and the white Um and I think they try to alternate them so they're not wearing the same jersey all the time. Um, but the bigger the game, I think the greater the chance you're going to see the gold uh, for both the men and the women. And I think that's those decisions are made by uh, team leadership, whoever happens to be in leadership uh, of the team from a student athlete standpoint. But I'll get try to get an update for you on that trip and uh, get back to you. Uh, last one here from Trip, and uh, he asks the 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 hardest hitting question we've gotten on the mailbag today: Is your Christmas tree still up? Um, should it be put up before the Monday? Uh, the NFL. Should, I think he said, should it be taken down by the middle of January? If you have a real tree, I, I would hope that that's the case. We we got ours a little earlier this year. Um, eh, maybe not earlier, but um, beginning of December, first weekend, first week of December. Uh, and it is still up. We like to keep it up at least through the new year uh, and have it for the holiday week uh, so we can enjoy it after we're not hopefully not working as much this week. We can sit and enjoy the tree a little bit more. And we've got lucky this year. We got a, uh, we go to the Optimist uh, on Riverside Drive in Iowa City over at the Dairy Queen. Highly recommend that location we've gone there for years good christmas trees we got a really good one this year that's held up really well very limited uh needles on the ground and uh we appreciate that so we'll probably ride this one at least through the new year um but a good question i know people that feel very strongly about decorations when they should be put up when they should be taken down they get angry with neighbors that leave decorations or trees up too long not sure why that is not sure why it matters to folks so much, but um, I guess as a society, we like to complain about things. So if the, the Christmas trees are not immune to that or Christmas decorations, when do you put the Halloween direct decorations up? It's There seem to be um, discussions and debates about these things that uh, I think I think often are a waste of time. But hey, if it's if you're having fun with it, go for it. That's the way I look at it. So. I think that's it for this week. Let me check here to make sure I did not miss anybody's questions. It does not look like I have. Uh, If I have, uh, I apologize and uh, hit me again. And hopefully we can get in it, get it in next week, which will be January 2nd, 2024 will be the next date scheduled date of the mailbag podcast. So happy new year to all. I hope you guys have a safe and happy new year's and take care of each other. And uh, Scott and I are going to do the Hotspot podcast at some point this week. He leaves tomorrow, Wednesday, December 20th, 27th, excuse me, for Orlando. And I think he has a busy day on Thursday, so we may not be able to do it the regular day or a regular time. But I will let folks know. I'll, I'll tweet it out on social media when we're going to record that. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Friday or Saturday. We can preview the game. We'll get closer to the game. Let Scott get down there, get as much information as he can down there to talk to us about. So we'll work it out. We'll do we'll do the best time, you know, the best time possible. And then hopefully 
post game. It's an early enough game during the day on New Year's that we can get together for the rapid reaction podcast with Joe Von Johnson, Jordan Canzeri, and recap the Citrus Bowl um, coming up again Monday, noon central. Make sure your calendar's clear. <laughs> you guys, I'm sure, have a clear calendar for the Citrus Bowl featuring Iowa and Tennessee. We'll see who plays for both teams in that game, injury-wise, opt-outs, things like that. But thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you, everybody who took the time to send in questions. Thank you especially to our sponsors, and we'll talk to you soon. Until then, peace.